It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Belichick's lost a, lost a step to I'm me. I'm not going to do I, this. I'm not going to do this. This is Annex Square. That's right. It is Annex Square, episode 17. It is Wednesday, December 28th, 2022. It's the holiday season, of course. Nobody likes the holiday season more than my co-host, John Anik. Anyway, appreciate you being with us. My name is huh. Jason Anik, joined by my identical twin brother, UFC broadcaster, John Anik. So this is our 17th broadcast, week 16 in the NFL in the books. Before we get into that, how are you? None of my shirts fit three days after Christmas, <laughs> so uh, I got to hit the pavement maybe later today. Maybe not, though. Might just go to Duck Donuts instead and just keep it going. But no, it's uh, it's great to be back and uh, made a little money this weekend, despite the fact that I lost $600 combined on the Dolphins and the Jets in those two games. Other than that, I did quite well. So uh, we're feeling pretty good, even though maybe my record here on Annex Square does not reflect that sentiment. Certainly a big swing on the Los Angeles Chargers uh, the other night. Was there not for you? We'll take it. Take yeah, it. big swing. Clean anyway, up my mess. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So anyway, for those of you who don't know, uh, on Annex Squared each week, we pick five games in the NFL against the spread and against each other. Our ultimate goal being to submit five picks, which we do jointly to the Circa Million Four Pro Football Contest. So let's get right into it, man. Uh, heading into week 16, I had a three-game lead after a 5-0 and and didn't gloat about it because you can be sure I didn't win a single game this week. An not a game. Not a game. 0-4-1 for me. We will take that push. I, I was so happy with that push on the Steelers. We'll get into that. 2-2-1 two, two, and one for you. So we'll get into that real quickly. So you picked up two games. So the lead is now down to one game, which is just absolutely beautiful going into week 17. Couldn't ask for anything more. Let me quickly get into my bad weekend, if you don't mind. So the 0-4-1, first pick. Browns minus three versus the Saints. This was a really close game on paper. Uh, if you watch the game, I didn't see a ton of it. Um, kind of a couple of average football teams, um, but the stats were super close. Certainly Cleveland had their opportunities, um, but you said, you know, you lay off a game. Weather was certainly a factor in this game. 17-10, they lose a game. They had a chance to tie it late. Um, I just thought it was a great opportunity for the Browns, seeing the way everybody in the AFC who is on that fringe of the postseason seems to be losing. That was the first loss. You know, my next loss, Titans minus five versus Texans. No excuse, shouldn't have played the game. But the Titans minus five certainly was reflective of Tannehill uh, being in the game. And Mike Vrabel did say that he was going to play through pain. That was how it was when I made the pick. But you alluded to where we play. The Texans were plus seven when we recorded on Tuesday last week. So I did play the Texans plus seven. Uh, the line closed close to three. That is what it is lost on the Titans there. The Lions minus two and a half at the Panthers. Steve Wilkes did it to me. I knew he was going to do it to me. Sort of, I don't even want to say the luck ran out. Um, the Lions, just the defense reared its ugly head, gave up 320 on the ground. That is what it is. Um, and then my final loss, Bears plus nine and a half versus the Bills. Now, full disclosure, I did have the Eagles, but on the format last week, we weren't allowed to be on the same side. We're going to scrap that moving forward. But I had Bears plus nine and a half versus Bills. They were up 10-6 at the half, but... Uh, Got mauled by 22, and then we'll take the push. Steelers minus three versus Raiders. Um, that was an emotional night. Sunday night, Franco Harris's number being retired days after he passes and the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. 
Kenny Pickett and Franco Harris actually introduced Kenny Pickett at the draft last year, which is just unbelievable. But he mm. leads a drive two minutes, nine seconds left in the game. He leads a drive. So they win by three. We did get the Steelers two and a half in the contest, but that was my one push. Oh, four and one. John Anik, two, two and one. Talk to me. Well, I also want to say about the Chicago Bears, you had them catching nine and a half home to the Buffalo Bills. I think I had them plus 18 and a half in the teaser. Didn't even get that <laughs> home. So, uh, yeah. yeah, two, two and one hit on the Giants plus three and a half at the Minnesota Vikings. I'll be betting against the Vikings again in week 17 and uh, back and forth affair. Most people are going to be able to score on Minnesota. New England was able to do so. 49ers minus seven against the Washington Commanders. Seahawks plus nine and a half at the Chiefs. Probably my worst pick of the week. The Dolphins minus four against the Packers. I mean, I had a lot of money line tickets tied to Miami as well. I couldn't possibly have foreseen what happened to Tua and the three fourth quarter interceptions and then a push on the Eagles plus six at the Cowboys. Felt like we had a pretty good number. Felt like we should have, could have, and would have gotten that number home. But uh, it is what it is. It's two, two, and one. More importantly, I like tequila, but I don't necessarily want to take five shots of tequila in like a 20-minute span at 11 o'clock in the morning and have an a head-to-head loss to you. So it's a one-game lead for you now heading into week 17, and that's exactly the way we want it, essentially, is it to be close down the stretch. This goes through the Super Bowl, so we both have the same amount of wins, but I'm two back in the loss column and therefore uh, a one-game deficit, yes? Correct. Uh, Three ties for me, one tie for you. But anyway, let's quickly get to our picks that we made for the Circa Four the circa million four pro football contest. So interestingly enough, this week we go back and forth on, you know, sometimes it'll be a joint effort. Sometimes John will take a couple of my plays, a couple of his plays, maybe, you know, as the week goes on, a lot of times our plays on annex squared don't translate by the end of the week. We don't necessarily like those that side, but for the first time all season, I sent you five and you went with the five. So I will yeah. say that, that, I mean, you maybe had agreed on some of the games, but as I look back quickly on the games that weren't in, you know, the 49ers minus seven that you loved and certainly your sports book indicated that I wish that had made it into our five, but heading into week 16 in the pro football contest, we were 38, 34 and three. We went two and three. So we now sit 40, 37 and three. Oh, God. It is what it is, above 500, but certainly not going to cash. So let me, let's, get to the, let's get to the two wins first. First win, Bengals minus three at the Patriots, right? So anyone who saw that game, Bengals out to a big lead. Patriots came back, found a way to lose a football game in a, in a different fashion. They, they just find different ways to lose games. But I don't want to talk about this game. I want to talk about our nephew, Andrew from Needham, Massachusetts, who walked into dinner last night. Dude is seven years old, rocking the fucking Joe Burrow player tee. Okay. Kids from Massachusetts. Right. And his dad's there wearing like a Patriots t-shirt. Right. Now my daughters aren't hugely into sports, but down here in Miami, you could be sure they're Boston sports fans. We grew up in Boston. So this kid's rocking the Joey Burrow player T and I'm asking his dad, like, what's going on? He's like, Oh no, he's like a Bengals fan. He just started like in sports a year ago. Um, and you know, he, he I, I test. Yeah. I don't blame him, you know? And it happens sometimes, I guess Bengals were in the super bowl last year, whatever it is. He said he likes the color orange. Um, but I don't hate it. You know, and typically I would hate it. So anyway, well, I I love it. And I also feel like it's interesting that he on Christmas Eve, the Bengals and Patriots were going to be playing and he is in a Patriots family. And so he's asking his mom in like a confrontational way, our first cousin, Lindsay, like, hey, are there going to be any Pats fans where we're going so I can puff out my chest? You know, like he wants at the New England fans. So unlike our daughters who for a time collectively, because we live in South Florida, tried to throw the Dolphins in our faces. Now they're all Patriots fans, right? 
they want to be on the New England side. This kid, like, he wants to be up in the face of the Patriots fans. Yeah. And at seven years old, you got to respect it. Yeah, he's like bad Anik, right? <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, so we did get the Bengals minus three home against Patriots. They win by four. Second hit, Steelers minus two and a half. We talked about this versus the Raiders. Got a good number there. Uh, we did carry the Browns minus two and a half into this. Man, I would have loved to get that home. I would have liked this story. I'm not necessarily rooting for Deshaun Watson, but I really would have liked to. I'm very anxious to see that team with him at the helm. Uh, but that didn't come in. Lions minus two and a half at Panthers. This just disappoints me as a football fan. I, they leave control of their own destiny. Uh, but we were on the Lions there. And then we did carry the Dolphins minus three and a half versus the Packers. Um, yikes, man. Like, no two of this week. Uh, they lost four straight. I mean, unbelievable, man. Yeah, and, you know, we couldn't have foreseen that this would be the week in which the Detroit Lions just had a total stinker. I want to give credit to Carolina, of course, but that game kind of is what it is. But, yeah, Miami, man, four consecutive losses and yet still firmly in control of their own destiny. It'll be very interesting to see if uh, Teddy Bridgewater can do his part and manage the game enough for them to win at New England. I think he can, but we'll see. So I know you don't like talking about concussions. Um, so so did you see the footage of the play where it could have happened, where, where Tua hit the back of his head? And correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't see any footage of like after that, right, of him getting up, correct? I, I don't think there's anything out there of him getting – and maybe it was nothing, right? But like he's a pretty accurate guy. I know he has his moments, but he looked real bad And I after that, after he was supposedly concussed, right? Those three picks were just terrible to me, and it's like – I don't know, man, like the third, you know, it's not just a couple concussions. It's probably at least three this year for this dude. And it's, um, oh yeah. Uh, well, know, and I do uh, think to some extent as the player, you got to know your own head and your own body a little bit. And if you think it's affecting you probably got to sit yourself down, even though the backup option isn't great. But again, and I was on a pro football focus podcast earlier today and we talked a lot about concussions and in a perfect world, right? There were a lot of medical people who wanted to a shutdown for the season, given the nature of what happened earlier. And, you know, three or four weeks, you know, sometimes it feels like it's an abundance of caution and it's like a third of the requisite amount of time you need to allow your brain to recover. So yeah, it's really disappointing and um, hopefully not career altering for Tua. I think it already is, and I think it's going to be. I hate to say it. Um, but speaking of Miami, if they win and the Jets lose to Seattle, they're in. It's amazing how many teams really do control their own destiny. This seventh playoff spot, I cannot get enough of it. I understand. See, I like it, but it's like, wow. I mean, you can really get in on trash day now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but if you can get in winning Brady's division at, at you know, eight and nine or, or seven and ten, you know? Well, look at the um, Titans and the Jaguars. Exactly. So whatever. I don't. To me, I just like all the scenarios. Uh, Patriots win and they're in, right? They win too, right? I mean, uh, they yeah, win both games. They're in. I mean, whatever. <clears throat> just fascinating. The other thing I want to just get to in that AFC where everybody's losing, the Chargers weren't. They've won three straight and they punched their ticket. Should be fun with Justin Herbert in the postseason. Whether it's, I guess, if it happened today, I think it'd be at Cincinnati. I'm not sure it's going to hold out that way. But um, my guy Kyle Van Noy from the Patriots, like following him, like following him, sort of around the league and him signing with Miami and then back to new England. And I, I'm always happy for him to make the postseason. And I think there are certain guys 
he might not be able to play every down per se, but certainly providing leadership to that locker room. They've had a lot of injuries. I've been one to criticize Staley. Um, Chargers could make a little run, man. Um, two games to play, and they're already in the dance. Yeah, first of all, maybe you and Kyle Van Noy. I mean, you need a room. You need your own show on the Hammer Betting Network. There you go. But yeah, Justin Herbert. I do think he's a little bit of a wild card or maybe a playoff dark horse, right? Because of his nature just from the quarterback position to change a game. He's that good. Uh, and Austin Eckler is just an absolute bull. So, yeah, I mean, they got a shot. You know, head coach kind of is what it is, but uh, don't love the kicking situation. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm very curious to see how Cincinnati plays this weekend. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. So anything else from you in week 16 before we move on to week 17? No, I mean, I think I'm pretty much ready to go. I mean, I will say just in terms of some of the weather, Brown Saints, right? Like I took the three points with the Saints and maybe got a little bit fortunate that they ended up winning the game outright. But weather's a factor. So in that game, I know you made the pick before you knew the gravity of it. But laying points in that, you never want to be laying points when you know the weather's going to potentially be historic in terms of something that hasn't been seen in 25 or 30 years. So uh, monitor the weather, folks, especially if you're playing totals. So did you just blindly take that into the contest then? When I when I submitted the text to you, were you just like, fuck if it, I'm going to really go with his know, Yeah, because we're out of the money for all intents and purposes. That's why I went with your five. And I, I, say that with all and I was five and oh last week. You should have known it was coming right back to earth. Um Right. A lot of luck involved, though, man. Like, it's like, you know, in the contest, few games over 500, Annex Squared, both of us, a few games under 500. I'm sure if you took – a lot of people sort of hover because I do think there's a lot of luck involved. I would like you to make the first selection in Week 17, one game back. Let's hear it. Never been more confident in a deficit in my life that eventually I will be ah. through head-to-head. First play for us in week 17 of a possible 18 during the NFL's regular season. By the way, one important note for total players. In week 16, 20 NFL teams scored 20 points or fewer. So if you like those team totals, man, bang those unders. All right, first play for me is going to be the Carolina Panthers plus three at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I do think you're going to get a pretty big effort out of Tom Brady and company. They can win the division here at home. Week 18 for the Bucs is at Atlanta. Week 18 for the Panthers is at New Orleans. Both teams have winnable games in Week 18. I just like the Carolina Panthers in current form. Certainly they are running through brick walls for your, your boy Stevie Wilkes. And I'm catching a key number here inside of division. Give me Carolina plus three at Tampa Bay to not only keep it close, but maybe win the game outright. Like Tampa Bay laying all these points at Arizona, got to win by four. No, Carolina plus three. Let's go. Let's go, Cats. I'm trying not to be reactionary to the prior week. Therefore, my first selection, head-to-head against you. The Tampa Bay. I love you fucking laughing. We'll play this. With, oh, you're frozen too because your camera's shit. So you're frozen. Lock back fucking laughing. Now you're moving. Excuse my language. But anyway, we'll, I hope you're laughing next week when Brady, you know, when they finally put up 30 points. Anyway, I'm not sure why I'm doing this, to be honest with you. Steve Wilkes, I don't like going against him. Um, Buck so bad. NFL worst. 3-11-1 against the spread. Oh, um, I just, I think this but I'm going to do it anyway. Get I think this is where TB12 makes his run here. You know, it's, you talk about week 18. It's a meaningless game against Atlanta. If the Bucs win here, they win the division. Give themselves that bye before the D- Dallas Cowboys come to town in the postseason. I, You know, 
Colin Cowherd, I, I know I mentioned him last week, but he puts it out there like Brady just he gets these ugly wins. It's like it's just a W for Tom sometimes. Last week, they're down 16 to 6. W for Tom. Um, so I don't know, man. I just think you got to get it done here. I, I'm going to lay the three because I think Tampa Bay finds a way to sort of round into some sort of playoff form and be a team that maybe you don't want to face, dare I say it. Um, they have put it together at the end of the game when it matters. Um, and I know Brady hasn't looked great on the sidelines. I know he's been upset and different things, but I like that he keeps it real still. You know what I mean? You know what you're going to get. So give me the Bucks minus three. That'll be a big swing on Annex Square. I really don't like that play, but yes, this head-to-head exercise that we're doing could very well come down to that very game. Second play for me, and the numbers are out there in different spots. I am seeing it at seven. I am seeing it at six and a half, depending on where you play. Philadelphia Eagles in all likelihood with Gardner Minshew under center minus six and a half against the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to keep it quick. I'm going to keep it simple. It's not because I have any place to be, but I do try to be as prepared as possible when I sit down to tape Annex Squared. And you can say sometimes I let the noise in, but there are about five to seven sharp NFL minds out there. And Gosh, if they all aren't saying that the Philadelphia Eagles remain the class of the NFC despite what happened in Dallas, despite the fact that they may not have Jalen Hurts, and when he does come back, he may not be 100%. But I'm laying less than a touchdown here with one of the best teams in the NFC, if not the class of the NFC, as everybody says, against one of the worst outfits in the NFC that I just don't have any confidence can put up a 30-burger. So uh, I think the Eagles get to 30 points at home. I don't think the Saints get past 21 Philadelphia 31, New Orleans 21, Eagles minus six and a half in week 17. Yeah, I'm right there with you on my second selection. My second selection as well, Eagles minus six and a half versus the Saints. You know, they could have beat Dallas. They were right there with Minshew, even though he was a little shaky, couple picks. The Saints have won two straight. They're certainly competing. I just don't think they keep up with this Eagles team. Eagles lock up the one seed if they win this week. It is fascinating with Jalen Hurts because you talk about uh, whether he's 100% or not. He's probably not going to play this week. Doesn't really matter for me on this side here, but what it, what it, what do you want to see from him, right? It's like, let's say they do win this week and next week doesn't matter. <laughs> You know, and then you have the buy. It's like, what What do you want? I mean, how many weeks would he get? Five, six weeks off, and then he's going to sort of go out for a postseason game against what could be a very tough opponent. Um, fascinating, but either way, let's not get ahead of ourselves. My second pick, Eagles minus six and a half versus the Saints as well. All right, third selection for me, and I know not only are we probably on different sides of this game, but we probably both have different numbers. So as soon as word came down that Tua was not going to play for Miami, It went from two and a half to three. And I played the Dolphins plus three at the New England Patriots. I know, generally speaking, broad scope, you're not supposed to bet against a streak. Dolphins have lost four consecutive games. They actually now have a minus five point differential on the season. Which is very interesting, right? That their opposition has actually scored more points than they have. Because I still believe the Dolphins you know, can make some noise if they were healthy enough getting into the playoffs. Week 18 for the Dolphins is going to be home against the New York Jets, right? Obviously, you don't want it to have to come down to that. But Dolphins plus three at New England. New England has to win the game by four, not unlike my previous handicap. I know it's probably going to be Teddy Bridgewater, but I do think he can get the ball into the hands of Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle pretty quickly. I think Miami's going to be able to run the ball against what has been a pretty stingy Patriots run defense, and uh, I just think Miami's going to be able to get to 21 points or so. New England can't score the football. Miami plus three for me at New England. I think the Dolphins win the game outright and punch their ticket 
to the second season. Yeah, you're right. I'm on the other side. And I did see Patriots minus two and a half. So I'm going to take it if it's okay with our great producer, Zach Phillips. Yeah, I'm on the Patriots minus two and a half. I hate to say this, man, but like I love the Patriots here. I don't believe in Teddy Bridgewater. I used to believe in Teddy Bridgewater, but I but I don't. Um, Yeah, I like him. Certainly, it's clear two is not going to – pretty clear two is not going to play, so I'm sure he's getting the reps in practice, Bridgewater. So to me, that's a little bit of a benefit. I just – the Patriots have beaten themselves, as I said earlier, in a lot of different ways. Um, but it doesn't mean they can't win a meaningful football game here at home. The defense is legitimate. I don't think there's going to be a lot of weather. But, you know, Miami's reeling. And I I believe in Miami with Tua. I really do. And look, they're up 20 to 10 at the half. I mean, one half of football didn't totally flip things for me in terms of how I feel about the Dolphins. Um, but I just like the Patriots in this spot. It's like Patriots will go win this game and then they'll be hugely disappointing the following week and lose the game or so, whatever it may be. But I like the Patriots here. I will just get into my season, my my uh, future bet. So I bet on the Dolphins to make the playoffs before the season plus 150. Uh, certainly thought at eight and four, that was looking good. So that's shaky. But I also bet on the Patriots under eight and a half wins. So certainly as a Patriots fan here, I'm rooting for the Patriots, but my action, uh, a Dolphins win here certainly puts them, have a great chance to make the postseason. And certainly if the Patriots don't win here, uh, that season wins, it's coming in. Anyway, Patriots minus two and a half, my third pick against you. And again, as I looked right now, plus three, minus 115 for the Dolphins. Minus three, minus 105, so you absolutely can take that two and a half. All right, fourth of a possible five selections for me is going to be the New York Giants, minus five, home against the Indianapolis Colts. Why is this number five? It should be seven and a half. New York Giants going to make the playoffs. They're going to win this game by more than a touchdown. I just don't think Indianapolis really has anything for them. I think it's another big game for the New York Giants defense. And uh, again, Daniel Jones, greater than Mac Jones. I think he makes enough plays parlay with Saquon Barkley. Again, I don't know what this is going to close at. It's certainly not going to close at five. I placed a $77 bet this morning. Giants minus five, home to the Colts in week 17. Your thoughts? Yeah, I I hear you on that. I mean, I don't know if Nick Foles is going to play quarterback. I'm I'm with you, man. I got I, and sometimes just got to lay. You know, we talk a lot about September and betting baseball in September. Obviously, if it's a run line, it's a run and a half, but typically it's a money line. But just the opportunities to bet on teams that sort of have have really things to play for here. I mean, are the Colts are the Colts playing? So Jeff Saturday gets his get you know gets a chance at this job. Like get you know next year, get out of here. Anyway, no, I like that side. My fourth selection, I'm going back to the well with the Detroit Lions, minus six, home to the Chicago Bears. Um, Dan Campbell's crew, man, big spot, man. They go at Green Bay week 18. Um, You know, they win here. They're eight and eight. They win next week, nine and eight. I think that's going to get you in. Um, I am a little bit worried about Justin Fields getting loose against this porous run defense. Carolina ran all over them, as I alluded to earlier. But I like Detroit at home. I think they tighten up some of those issues. The Bears just sort of can't keep up with some of these offenses. I think Detroit has a ton to play for. I think they're, it's got, the crowd's going to be fired up. I think this is one of those blowouts on the board. So this is an easy one for me. Lions minus six versus the Bears, my fourth. Yeah, game. I like that. All right, last two games out for me. Steelers plus three at the Ravens. Not exactly sure what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson, but Pittsburgh still has a chance to get in. I expect a big effort out of Pittsburgh. I also like the Commanders with Carson Wentz coming back. Minus two home to Cleveland. I think they win. They're still in the mix. Another team that controls its own destiny are the Washington Commanders. 
But I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers still with a fighting chance to make the playoffs. Minus three, minus 120, but minus three home to the Minnesota Vikings. Week 18 for the Packers, they're home to Detroit. You got to think they feel like that's a really winnable game if they can get this Minnesota one. The tough game was going to be going to Miami and getting that win. And they dealt with adversity and got it. So Packers land a short three, may close three and a half, but Packers minus three against, gosh, I hate to say this in case any Vikings fans are watching, but still the somewhat fraudulent Minnesota Vikings, right? Definitely. They're going to finish the season like 14 and two, 14 and three, and there's just not a 14 and three team. Packers minus three. Can't wait to watch that game. I don't think my next selection and final selection is going to surprise you than the Monday night game. There's no question who we're going with. Who day? Who day? So I almost texted our guy, Big Gun, Brian Petrie of the Anakin Florian podcast before the Patriots-Bengals game. And what I was going to write, and the reason I didn't send this because I was going to, and you were going to be on the group text, I was going to be like, go Bengals. I hate to say it. Uh, they just feel like there are stakes, and I cannot get enough of this team. I, I, I just, I can't get enough of Joe Burrow. Um, anyway, a lot at stake here for both teams. The Bills lose here, and they go from the one seed to the three seed. Might have to come back to Cincinnati in the postseason. There's a tremendous amount at stake. I think Kansas City's going to win out, so I think the Bills really need to win here. I just can't get enough of the Cincinnati Bengals. They've won seven in a row. I know the Bills have won six in a row. Um, I. It's going to be a mild, I think, 60 degrees in Cincinnati. So, I, you know, if it was a colder game, I do kind of like Buffalo in colder situations. To me, I think that lays up well for the Bengals. I just, I think they're super hot, and I can't get enough of Joe Burrow. I believe the confidence he instills in that locker room, it's like they're walking out to that field 100% thinking they're the better team. The better team than the Buffalo Bills, who everyone anointed Super Bowl champ. They're the better team. We made the Super Bowl last year. We're going back again. We might even be the one seed. Give me Bengals plus one at the Bills Monday night. I can't wait. I like it. And yeah, there's no doubt Burrow is a unifying force and uh, and the ultimate competitor. So I like that. He's also a big UFC fan. Sure, he He'll be there like as soon as the season's over. UFC prelim number one. He'll be in his front row seat. Gotta love it. One other thing I just wanted to say on the way out. We mentioned the Commanders, Patriots, Dolphins in control of their own destiny. The New York Giants just need one win. Week 18, Titans at the Jaguars playing for the division. Right now, Tennessee is plus six on DraftKings Sportsbook. Can't play on DraftKings in Florida. I might be inclined to play Titans plus six in an elimination game at Jacksonville. I don't know. I mean, I love Jacksonville. I love Trevor Lawrence. I think they're going to be a really fun outfit to watch going forward, right? Duval County bandwagons getting crowded, but I don't know. Tennessee catching almost a touchdown, especially if Derrick Henry sits this Thursday night, fresh legs for D Henry in an essentially what is a playoff game in week 18. I don't know. Um, I just think Malik Willis would have to make a huge jump. There's certain guys that just don't appear ready yeah. to lead a professional offense. Anyway, Another episode in the book. And, and the NFL just keeps giving, right? So week 17, you think it'd be the last week? Nope, another another regular season week next week. Anyway, for the great Zach Phillips and my identical twin brother, John Anik, my name is Jason Anik. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week on Anik Squared. Later.